1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, my slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, my slippers come with an exclusive four layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with a durable indoor-outdoor sole, you can wear my slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless.
0: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. As you can see, not in studio for all of us today. We have a special guest, uh, DF Sports, coming to us live from Columbus. We're going to get his thoughts on what's going on with Baker, the Deshaun trade, free agency in general. Um, before we get into all of it, if you want to leave a voicemail for the show or an intro, check it out. Check us out at thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, We just hit our first 100,000 video on TikTok. So big shout out to everybody who's checking us out on that platform. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. You can join people like derek up here he's in the patreon <laughs> uh you get an extra yeah, I'm episode i'm sure not every everybody's week. happy about that <laughs> <laughs> you get an extra episode every week uh we got threads going on in there all the time. People literally all over the world. Uh, we got people in the UK and Ireland, San Diego, Florida. We got a president of the Ottawa Browns backers is big in the Patreon. A little bit of everything. Um, it's really awesome place to be for all Browns fans. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member. So before we get into the episode, I know on the last live episode, I said I was probably not going to be on for a while because I was having a child child doesn't want to come so here i am for a little midweek <laughs> episode eventually i won't be on episodes for a couple of weeks but you know i guess the kid knows this is a big week for the sports uh, world so she's giving me chances to jump on here and do more episodes so it's good to be here uh, <laughs> just like a woman um, to
0: keep you waiting
2: right yeah no kidding <laughs> uh, she's grounded but no yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted to jump in here and do a little midweek episode uh, just because, you know, we don't know how this weekend's is going to play out with my schedule and everything and or the other guy's schedule because, you know, they don't have great schedules, apparently. Uh, apparently. <laughs> so, but we do have Derek here today. If you guys don't know, Derek has his own YouTube channel, DF Sports. Check it out. He's always putting out good stuff. We're pretty much Browns focused. DF does everything from Ohio State uh, wrestling, so go, if you're into that kind of thing, go check them out. Hey, it's good to have you today. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, you thanks for find having. Find time me. in your busy schedule to be on here with us.
3: Yeah, the one day I have off, it worked out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Derek's a really hard worker. For anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> well, some days, yeah, <laughs> it just depends. Um, so we want to get your perspective on this because, like Josh, and then. And even me, um, a while ago, you were a big Baker guy. People don't believe that about me, but coming out of college, he was the quarterback I wanted. And early in this show's history, I was a huge Baker supporter. I kind of transitioned away from that, and it caught me some hate. Um, but I know you've kind of done the same. You were a big Baker guy when we first met you. Definitely, I would say, not a Baker guy now. How do you feel about the trade? How do you feel about what's going on with Baker? What his trade value is? Just give us your thoughts.
3: Yeah, so in terms of the Deshaun Watson trade, right, you cannot put it into perspective how much of a massive upgrade it is. Um, Deshaun Watson, last time he was on the field, was the third ranked quarterback in completion percentage, first in both pass yards and pass yards per attempt, um, tied for third in touchdown interception ratio, uh, second passer rating with 112.4. You're getting a giant, giant upgrade in terms of the on the field position. Um, And really, what we've been talking about is you look at the AFC right now. You have a bunch of teams, and now you add Devontae Adams to the Raiders, uh, Russell Wilson. The AFC is stacked and loaded, and the Browns roster is definitely ready to win now. That's why they go out and they make this move, right? So now you go from a quarterback who you're winning in spite of, right, And now you're going to have a quarterback who you can win because of on top of the roster you have now. So in terms of the Deshaun Watson trade, first of all, I thought we absolutely robbed them, right? Because when you look at it from this perspective, you gave up three first round picks, right? And a couple others. But in terms of this year, we still have all of our draft capital other than that first round pick. No players were given up. That's an absolute robbery. We were talking about, hey, Denzel Ward, uh, JOK, Delpit might have to be thrown in. And that sucks. It sucks, but it's like, you know, you got to get your guy. And we didn't have to do any of that. So on the Watson trade, I understand, you know, why people would be upset about it. All I'll say on that side of things is I don't think it's black and white. I don't think it's fair to say he's completely innocent. I don't think it's fair to say he's completely guilty. That's where I'll leave it as far as that. Let things play out. Um, As far as Baker goes, the guy is – I almost dropped a uh, Patreon special there. The guy is really (laughs) screwing himself big time because when he came into the league right in 2018 – He brought a fire, gave us hope, uh, lit the organization up. 2019 fell on his face. 2020 started off on his face, but got up, right? Kind of regained the locker room, regained the trust. Um, Even though we weren't really winning because of him necessarily, he wasn't costing us games. Um, And then in 2021, it was just a complete disaster. I mean, things fell apart quickly. The Odell Beckham Jr. situation, the locker room was torn. The writing's kind of been on the wall for a while, uh, in my opinion. And now you're at this point. I thought there was no way we go into the season with Baker anyway uh, next year, even if we didn't get Deshaun Watson. But the fact that the man is out here saying goodbye letters and demanding that he be traded to the Colts, it's like, dude, nobody wants you. Like, I'm sorry. It sucks, but... He's he's very much the Antonio Brown of quarterbacks right now. And it's it's embarrassing. It it sucks.
2: I'll I'll say I'm obviously I'm appreciative of what he did for the franchise in terms of coming in and even though I don't think he's a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, he played at a consistent enough level that the Browns didn't have to worry about that position for a couple of years. They were able to build up the rest of the roster. We've seen in years past the quarterback play was just so bad the browns had to keep just going after quarterbacks there was no time to build up the rest of the roster baker was good enough where it was like okay he can do this and we can build around him it, but it got but he that he he served his purpose and it sounds harsh to say but just because you're part of um you know, the rebuild doesn't mean you get to, like, you know, be there for when you reach the promised land. I mean, Moses didn't get to go into the promised land. He got kicked out, even though he led him through the desert. If we're getting, you know, biblical on here, uh, you know, and, and I'm not comparing Baker Mayfield to Moses, but that's, saying, you know that's what I'm a, saying that's a, stretch um, comparison a whole new there. attack coming I mean, down on you, Blake. Yeah, I mean, John Dorsey, for example, yep. he had a lot of to do with how we got here. And but he's gone now. He served his purpose. He was part of that transitionary period. And I think we can all agree Andrew Barry is better than John Dorsey.
3: Oh yeah, no, I so, think
2: so. So and that doesn't mean John we don't appreciate John Dorsey for what he did. I will say this about Baker, though. A lot of people are, you know, they're getting salty that people seem to be hating on Baker right now. Well, he kind of brings it on himself, man. Mm-hmm. You don't get to for the last four years, talk about how you have a chip on your shoulder. You don't care what anybody thinks of you. You're going to do it your way. And then when it doesn't go your way and you're complaining, get to sit there and be like, well, why doesn't anybody like me? Well, I thought you just spent the last four years telling us how you didn't care if we liked you. So, I mean, he, he, he brought it on himself to the point. Now the Browns, the Browns can't give them away. I mean, the only thing you're hearing is potentially Seattle. And why would they take him? He's not, I mean, he's better than drew lock, but he's not good enough to make them relevant, especially in that, that division. So why would they give him $18 million to come in and win six games? They can just win five or six games with drew lock and draft a quarterback next year. It doesn't Uh make any sense for Seattle, for Seattle to trade for Baker. Um, I, I really – it sucks, and I didn't think this at the beginning, but I have a strong suspicion we're just going to have to end up cutting him and swallowing the dead cap it.
0: Yeah, it, it's very interesting to see the um, lack of interest that other teams have in Baker. And, and it says something that another team like the Seahawks would say, you know, we'd rather keep our – and at this point, we're trying to – what are we hoping to get? Maybe a third-round pick for for the guy? So they're kind of saying so – yeah, we'd rather keep our mid-round picks and build through the draft with younger guys than take on this former number one overall quarterback. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, 35 years old. He's 26 or whatever. He's young. He's still on his first contract. And we can't give him away.
2: Yeah. I think if he gets cut and we had to pay his 18 million and then the next team that signs him gets to sign him for whatever they want and he gets to kind of choose then i think you'll see the market pick up for him a little bit i don't i still don't think of a ton of suitors and i don't think there's a single team in this league where he he signs and he's just anointed the starter I don't think that team exists. No matter what team he goes to, he's going to be competing for a starting job or he's signing on to be a backup and hoping that the starter gets hurt or doesn't play well or something of that nature. Um, so Baker's going to have to humble himself because I, I don't know if he has that in his in his mind that he can do that Um let me ask you guys what you think I keep seeing a lot of things about why don't we just keep Baker for if and when Deshaun suspended he can play the six games and if he plays well we raises um, he raises his trade interest I, I could tell you what I think but I'll let you guys what do you guys think about that
3: there's no way in hell I mean he is not stepping <laughs> foot back in that stadium um, and I'd say this I personally don't believe we're going to cut Baker. I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to convince one of these teams, um, whether if it's Carolina, whether if it's Seattle. And the problem is we just saw the Carolina Panthers take this risk a couple years ago on Sam Darnold, right? And it Mm -hmm. flopped and it failed big time. Now the problem is with this massive contract Right? The Browns are not going to be able to ship him off, most likely, and just have a, another team pay that entire contract. What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to call up Seattle and say, all right, listen, let's do this. Let's, we'll go ahead and trade him to you, and we'll eat maybe half or just about half of that contract, but you have to give us a decent pick, whether if it's a fourth, whatever you can get. That's the most likely scenario. I don't see A.B. cutting him. I I just can't. Um, And and I've had people tell me that, too, of, well, we should just hold on to him and and play him till Deshaun's not suspended. Um, No. Uh, Baker Mayfield, it came out that he was planning on sitting out, right? This is the kind of person he is. And I hate to tell you this, but Baker Mayfield is fake. And if you think that Baker Mayfield is going to walk back in his house, air quotes, and uh, be fine knowing that he's not going to be the guy. That's not who he is. You have to understand who Baker Mayfield is as a human being. Why did he leave Texas Tech? You know, it wasn't because he's not good. because he's not comfortable with it. He hates not being the guy. So, I mean, it, it's a tough scenario. It's a tough situation. Um I don't know. I think he'll go to Seattle would be my guess. I think they're going to try to eat some of that cap. Uh, Seattle's going to have to eat some of it, and hopefully they can work it out. Maybe Cleveland gives up like a six and we get a fourth or something like that. And that's why I think it's still going on, right? Because I thought as soon as we got Deshaun officially, Baker would be out the door the next day. But I think there's just so much that's got to go into this. Uh, to try to work it out for both teams. It's it's just complicated at this point.
2: Oh, did you have something? You, go ahead, Josh. No, I
0: was just going to say I 100% agree with Derek. And every time I see somebody say, why don't we just keep Baker for the suspended time of Deshaun if that happens or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I just roll my eyes so hard because yeah. there's there's no way. You can't, you don't make this kind of move. They weren't going to be able to keep Baker whether they got Deshaun or not. They knew that. They knew the. This marriage was over even before Deshaun Watson was officially signed or changed his mind or whatever. Just the fact that we pursued him had Baker, like you said, Derek, ready to sit out. He was not going to play for the Browns anymore. So why would we think he'd play for the Browns for four games or six games while we wait for the true quarterback, the starter, to, to be available? It's just not going to happen. And you know what the we funniest play. thing
3: is? i uh, just yes. jump in here quick. If a scenario in a crazy alternate universe, right, where Baker Mayfield is somehow starting next year, you know what he's doing, right? He's going to be throwing absolute bullets, trying to hurt all of our receivers, trying to get back at us because that's just who he is. I mean, that's just what he
2: does. I'll say this: there's no point in keeping Baker to be your back. You just signed Jacoby Brissett, right? I yes. I, I fully expect the Browns' offense this year. To, I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be completely different. I'm going to use the word it's going to be evolved, Mm -hmm. but uh, a lot. I think there's going to be way less three tight end sets, um, way more three wide receiver sets. Now, I think we need to still go get another receiver in order to make that happen. If you're listening, Jarvis, um, (laughs) but uh, so. And I think we're going to see more plays with designed runs, more things with rollouts, you know, for a mobile type quarterback. You don't want to have to have two different offensive systems, you know, for six to eight games or whatever. You're not going to bring in, you know, six foot immobile Baker to play your first six games with one kind of offense. And then when Deshaun gets here a quarter of the way through the season, completely transform with Brissette, You can do a lot of the same things that Deshaun can do. Obviously, he can't do it to the level that Deshaun can. But you can have the same offensive philosophy, the same offensive system. It doesn't make any sense to keep Baker. And like you guys said, there is no way ever Baker would be a backup in Cleveland. He would never, ever, ever do it. He wasn't even willing to play here when he just knew we had a meeting with Deshaun. He's yeah. definitely not going to play here knowing that in six games or whatever, he's out no matter what. So, Well, and could you honestly imagine
0: yeah. if they were, and obviously this is really, I almost feel dumb saying this because there's no way, like you said, <laughs> and Derek, this would ever happen. But you imagine them rolling Baker Mayfield out there week one in, in place of Deshaun Watson and we get our butts kicked or he throws three picks and we lose. And, people, and then, then the fans are like, did he throw that game? Yeah. There's no way. And and they brought in Jacoby Brissett, knowing, like, full well, Jacoby, you're coming in to be the backup. He knew that when he signed. So at least we have that in place with the guy who would potentially be filling in if a suspension does come down.
3: Yeah, and to Blake, to Blake sorry to cut you off, but to your point about wide receiver, I think this is one thing that a lot of people, when they look at this trade, that they're not really um, thinking about. Right? So the Browns still have all of their picks this year except the first. We're not using all of those picks, right? So to me, if I'm Andrew Barry, and I know maybe this is wishful thinking, but my belief is that something along this line will happen. You're going to package some of those picks and move up into the bottom of the first round and grab a wide receiver if he falls that you like, a Jamison Williams, a Chris Olave, maybe a treylon Burks, even though he had a bad combine, because I think it's very, very important when you look at our wide receiver room as it stands now, We don't have guys here long-term, really, other than Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz. So what you would be doing is essentially, I'm going to move up into the first round. You're going to have that fifth-year option, and you can take one of those guys or even like a Jahan Dotson. And then you can ensure that on this team where you're going to run into cap issues down the road you have that guy for the five years of Deshaun Watson's contract guaranteed. So you won't have to constantly worry about at least one of those wide receiver positions. Um, So I could see a scenario like that happening. Now maybe they move up for an edge, I don't know. But to me, if you're gonna invest $230 million in guaranteed money, I'm gonna try to keep a guy paired up with that guy to ensure for all those five years that we have
0: that pa- pairing, just makes too much sense to me. Uh-huh. I agree 100. I <clears throat> I am kind of, and we haven't done any mock drafts on the show yet, and we're going to get into that here in the coming weeks. But I want to do some mock drafts where we mock the Browns trading into the back end of the first round, depending on what receivers you know slip or slide down the the
2: first round. No, I, I agree. I. I... I definitely think, whether it's the end of the first or still early the second, yeah. the Browns yeah. are, are still taking a receiver. There's no way that we're not. Um, I think what some things are lost right now, too, is Deshaun doesn't necessarily need like – we were talking about how we need to completely revamp the receiver room. Yes, we we still need to upgrade it. Deshaun Watson led the league in yards passing, throwing to Will Fuller, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he, he is – he is so good. We don't need to try out three Pro Bowl receivers for him to be successful. I don't think people understand just the talent gap between Baker and Deshaun. I was watching some things earlier. One play mm-hmm. I watched this one play on OBR film breakdowns, and it it a hundred percent would have been a fifteen yard sack last year, and it was a touchdown for the Texans. And um I just think we don't necessarily need – I think you're going to see Schwartz take a jump. You're going to see DPJ take a jump. Felton, I think, and is going to uh, have a big year. Amari's going to have a big year because the quarterback's going to elevate these people around him. It, years past, it was we needed the receivers to elevate the quarterback play. Now it's going to be the quarterback play elevates the receivers. I also think maybe the biggest winner in this whole thing that nobody's talking about is Nick Chubb. Because um, the offense, the defense is not going to be able to stack the box. They're, you know, we saw last year teams knew that we couldn't throw, and they just dared us to throw, and they put everybody in the box, and it was all about stopping the run. And Nick Chubb still had a good year. Now, what is going to happen when they have to play a more, you know, honest defense? You know, defend the whole field. I mean, Nick, who knows what Nick Chubb's going to do this year? He he, I mean, he's going to go off.
0: Yeah. I look for a huge year from Nick Chubb. Um, What what do you guys think about some of the critics who say we gave him too much money?
2: There ain't no Um, such thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're talking about billionaires here. There's no such Mm -hmm. thing. They got the money and the, the cap, the, the, the salary cap to all these people who are freaking out about the guaranteed money. But the salary cap is a myth. I mean, you eventually might have to have a down year. You can push that down year back real far. Uh, the Saints went from salary cap hell to thirty million in free space in yeah. the course of an hour and a half, and they cut zero players. The Browns <laughs> just cleared up fifteen million in cap space by restructuring Amari's contract, and, and they did it in twenty minutes. I mean, there's the, the salary cap. I mean, people are just it's it's like a nineteen seventies way of thinking. You know, you got to have all these draft picks. You got to have this. Uh, Salary cap room. You you do you can't mortgage the future. The future is now. Mm. Yes, now is the time to yes. win. The future is now. You can't always be playing for the next five years. At some point, you have to decide that now is the time we're going for it. And if it doesn't work out, and then we have two sh- years, it okay. It sucks, but at least we went for it. I, our whole lives, we've been stockpiling draft <laughs> picks. Had the most cap space. And what did it get us? It got us 1-31. in So people got to get out of this archaic way of thinking about draft picks and about salary cap. Like, if you have a shot to go win it, you take that shot. Ask the Cavs. You think the Cavs are mad that the last four years have been rebuilding years? No, because they got a title in 2016. There's a parade with 1.3 million people walking down Euclid Avenue. If you go get the Super Bowl, it's worth it so you have you have to go for eventually you can't just keep well you know we got to have our picks for five years from now because who knows what's going to happen well you're never going to win it then you're just not yeah yeah
3: and and to all these people who say, oh, they're in cap disaster, I was on a Spaces with, um, I wasn't talking because they wouldn't let me on, go figure, uh, <laughs> but a bunch of Falcons fans, right? And I, I jumped on because it came out that we were allegedly out on Deshaun Watson, and so I jumped on, I was like, all right, I'll listen to what the other fan base has to say. Oh my gosh, they were drooling over him. They they could not be more excited, and I completely understand but then I went on after, right? And they were talking about, oh, Cleveland is so screwed. They gave him all this money. No, listen to this. The Browns, the reason why they went out and made these moves, or I should say this move to go get Deshaun Watson you have your left tackle, your left guard, your right guard locked up, your center locked up. You have a couple receivers now. Uh, both are your running backs. Chubb's locked up for a couple more years. I think Hunt maybe has a year. I think this is the last one. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. But look at the defense. Denzel Ward's the only one, really, you're worried about. Miles Garrett's locked up. Newsom's locked up. JOK. We, we have to do this now. John Johnson. John Johnson. Delpit, you have to go make this move now. So this idea that, oh, you're screwed. No, they did this because they know, hey, we have this probably three to five years, right? Where you're going to have all of these guys, right? Your core group of players locked up. So you know, hey, I can go get a Deshaun Watson and they can elevate even more. Take us to that next level, right? And say, say you have to let a couple of those guys go, right guess what having a top five top three potentially quarterback gets rid of some of those problems (laughs) we've been used to mediocre progressive for the last how many years and it's like we're, we're thinking that the team has to be perfect no they don't have to be perfect that's the difference between a great quarterback and a mediocre quarterback when you, get, when you get comfortable with Mediocre, you expect Mediocre to have to have a team to rise him above. We don't need to have that. You know, yeah, and it's I mean, going to suck to see a couple guys go, but the reality is we don't need this complete roster forever. No, Sorry, Blake, it,
2: I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I mean, look at the Bengals. The yeah. Bengals had zero offensive line. They just played in the Super Bowl. Now they're fixing that up because they still have Burrow on that rookie contract. They, they can go do these kinds of things. But give it – two more years the Bengals aren't going to have this top flight offensive line and that receiving court it's not going to happen they're going to have to choose somebody's going to go okay um look at the rams they couldn't run the ball last year they just won the super bowl i mean because matt stafford elevated them to the point you know and and, you know cooper cup doesn't hurt and then odell i know that's a sore (laughs) subject um all he did was catch touchdown pass every game uh so like i gotta ask you real quick
3: OBJ wants to come back. Would
2: you want him? I would take him back, but I don't think there's any way he'd ever come back. There's, there's, no, I don't think, I think when he was here, he, I don't believe in that he didn't try and he sabotaged his career. I don't believe any of that. But I do think, I think when he was here, he tried really hard and he wanted to be successful. But he also knew, like, once my time's up here, I'm gone. Yeah. I don't think he loved, he, Odell wants to be in New York or he wants to be in LA um, in one of these big cities and that's fine for him and I don't fault him for that because while he was here I think he tried now if he was here I don't I think people just like to say he didn't try that's a scapegoat answer in my opinion the dude was a great run blocker as one of the premier receivers in the league and we asked him to run block every play and he did it um, while never getting the ball so I don't subscribe to that notion that he didn't try he might not have wanted to be here but he still tried um, I do want Jarvis back. I want Jarvis back really, really, really bad.
0: Yeah. You know, Blake, you said about um, Browns fans and, and the mentality of stockpiling picks and you can't mortgage the future. The future is now. I, I think that there's a very large faction of Browns fans who just don't know how to think in the future is now terms. Their whole life, a lot of them or most of their life for, you know, many has been, well, there's always next year. That's always been the mantra. That's always the motto. Every year there's always next year. You got to build through the draft. Well, let's see who we pick in the first round. What pick are we going to get? So this whole mentality of we don't need those picks. Let's give those picks away to get the, the positions locked down that we do need. I think that's foreign for a lot of Browns fans. And I understand that. But at the same time, we have got to get out of that mindset because we're, we're never going to win a Super Bowl if we think like yep. that. And this front office is setting that that tone. They're changing that mindset of, yeah, draft picks, no. We're, we're winning now, and it's the players we need, the proven it's, it's, talent.
3: It's a loser mentality, and that's been my biggest problem yeah, with yeah. the Browns over the last couple of years, right? Even, mm-hmm. even under Baker, everybody was like, oh, if you get rid of Baker – you're going back to Owen sixteen. It's like if you're if you're going to go back to Owen sixteen after everything that we've built, then what was the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, in terms of yeah, you gave up draft capital. Well, guess what? Look at Andrew Barry. Sure, he's whiffed on some, but he's done a hell of a job drafting, right? So I mean. This is what the best GMs do. This is why Bill Belichick has been so successful. They get all of those second and third round picks and they take advantage of the guys that fall. We're counting on Andrew Barry right now to do that same thing for the next couple of years. Look at the second and third round picks that we've gotten. JOK, Delpit. Hey, uh, sorry, but we can keep that going, right? It's not just going to magically end.
0: No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, I, I think uh, – so the Browns just made Deshaun Watson the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind well, – he's behind Aaron Rodgers now, right? He, I think yes, that's who's I number believe. one.
2: I think, I think in he, terms of per year, but he's definitely – he got the highest guaranteed contract. Sure. Okay, ever. so
0: per year. Let's go per year. So he is the second highest paid So when the Texans re-signed him to, or signed him to his first extension back in before the 2020 season, he signed a four-year, $160 million extension with the Texans, which that deal made him the second highest paid player in NFL history at the time. So it's not like we're giving him money that no one else thought he was worth either. You know what I mean? The team Mm -hmm. that drafted him Mm -hmm. thought he was worth that
2: it's just bigger numbers now you know inflation yeah. yep. you know like i mean players back in the 70s were making you know thirty thousand dollars a year no so
0: yeah it changes it just, every year I, mahomes had the the monster contract and then you know rogers gets a big deal and watson gets a big deal you know pretty soon it's going to be burrow and herbert are going to be the highest paid players in nfl history and it's just the
2: cycle just keeps
0: going yes
2: well, and I don't think people realize too like this the salary cap is gonna it's expected to go up a ton next year mm-hmm. um, so his cap hit this year is only 10 million right or something like that or 1 million or I think it's 10 million um, and then the, the so his cap hit right now for the the following years might look crazy high but not when the salary cap jumps up a ton it's gonna it, it's gonna be a way less percentage Um And the Browns have been building for this move for a while now. We were all, you know, when the Nick Chubb deal got done and when we uh, extended Miles Garrett and when we signed John Johnson to a multi-year deal, it was, they were building for this. They knew, let's lock up these core pieces so then when the time comes, we can go for broke. And and, uh, like you said, that's exactly what we did. We don't need to be worried about, you know, draft picks or salary cap. We have all of our key players, with the exception of Denzel Ward and Kareem Hunt. And I know Kareem Hunt's really good, and we love him here in Cleveland. He's important to the team. But he's a backup running back. You're, you're, so we're really going to not go get a top three to five quarterback because we don't want to lose our backup running back? Come on, guys. What, what, what's a more important <laughs> position? And, and Hunt was and, always a luxury. Yes, and your, your backup running back becomes far less important to the offense when your quarterback is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, we needed Kareem Hunt when we had Baker. Now, like, he you know, he's just a nice piece. Um, so people just got to get out of their old way of thinking.
3: Yep, 100%. And it's going to take winning, right? Winning cures all. So, I mean, until Deshaun Watson goes out there and consistently puts up a performance and wins, it's going to be like that. And it sucks, but it's just the tough reality. People are constantly stuck in their ways. It's like with Baker. I mean, Blake, you know, uh, sit there and try to explain to somebody no offense if you're on baker's side but it's like at some point like what me and you did blake and i'm sure you josh too as well you gotta take the fan glasses off
0: and look at it realistically you know yeah, sucks, that's what happened but but during the, the season i'm because oh, i'm sorry to cut you off man but we talked about this a lot al I mean, before the season, Blake, we bring it up all the time. I was one of my bold takes. Baker's going to be at some point in MVP conversations, just based on how he played the second half of 2020. I thought, man, this guy's about to take that leap. He's going to take that next step, maybe two steps. He's going to be incredible. And then he got on the field. And as much as I wanted that to be true, as much as I wanted him to be everything that, you know, he, you just felt like he could be at, at times, he didn't pass the eye test. You just see it on the field. It's not going to happen.
2: Well, and and the thing I've been thinking about too, a lot of people like to talk about. Well, it's the injury. Look how well he played against the Chiefs, and then he got hurt week two, and it all went downhill. Does anybody remember how bad the Chiefs' defense was the first eight weeks of the season? They were yeah. like historically bad. Remember, Everybody, we always every
0: week we said that Chiefs' loss is starting to look worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, remember they they started. They were below five hundred. The Jalen Hurts was putting up three hundred some yards against them. I mean. So don't talk to me about how well it was the injury that caused the problems. He played super well before that. Everybody played well against the Chiefs the first two months of the season. Their defense was Swiss cheese. So I I just don't put that much stock in that game. And the league's telling you right now, I mean, he wanted to go to the Colts. If you really think about it from a football perspective, the Colts was a pretty good fit for Baker. I mean, their roster-wise, pretty similar to what he just played on the On the Browns, and instead they went with thirty-six-year-old, way more expensive (laughs) Matt Ryan. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they could have had a former number one overall pick in Baker, who's way younger and cheaper. And they said, "Nah, fam, that's okay. We'll we'll go with the old guy." The Texans could have him. (laughs) Reliable. Yeah, the Texans could have him, but they didn't want him. He could have been in the trade, and they didn't yeah. want him. And people keep coming to me, well, they didn't want him because of, of the, the contract, the $18 million. Go tell me a starting quarterback in the league who's supposed to be considered a franchise quarterback that teams aren't willing to pay $18 million. So if a team isn't willing to pay him $18 million, that means they don't see him as a starter, as a franchise guy. So to all these people who have been nagging at us for like the last six months about how good he is, the league is telling you what they think about him. I mean, yeah. The the, played, the Falcons got then got rid of Matt Ryan, and they went with older backup Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Yep, you know what I mean. So the the Carolina Panthers, uh, I heard before I came on, they're not interested in Baker. They'd rather stay with Sam Darnold. And I <laughs> and think he Baker's was, better than Sam Darnold.
0: Yes, but, Darnold was awful last year.
2: But, again, it's one of those things. The league is just – I mean, they're telling you what they would think. And anybody can say anything about how we overpaid or we shouldn't have wanted to go for Watson. We weren't the only team in the sweepstakes, okay? There was about 14 teams who wanted him, and then there was, you know, uh, the four teams that were the finalists that he was considering. All those teams were about to go for broke form. Yeah. Baker's 100 available, and we can't can't give him away. So – you, I just—they got to wrap their head around that. They got, like you said, take the fan glasses off and just stop and look for a minute. And it, a lot of it is just his attitude too. I, I think people would be willing to take more of a chance if they knew he was willing to come in and just kind of sit in the background and put in the work, maybe be a backup for a year. But I just think the chances people just don't see that happening. I don't. See and
3: that. I, I hate to say this, but I think it's the truth, and it sucks to say this. But if Deshaun Watson went to the New Orleans Saints or the Atlanta Falcons, there wouldn't be this much blowback. I'm no, sorry. It's 100% the Cleveland Browns. Agree.
2: When, when the Browns were supposedly eliminated and it was down between the Falcons and the Saints, you didn't hear anybody talking about how they shouldn't be going after him. Mm-hmm. All people like Cowherd was talking about how was Atlanta would be a great city for him because of uh, promotional opportunities and endorsements. He thought he was going to get endorsements in Atlanta, but now that he's in Cleveland, it's just not a good. It's not a good thing. People are. It's just the hate's unreal when it comes to Cleveland. No, there wouldn't have been a peep about it if you had went to the Falcons or the Saints. Not a peep.
3: Yeah, and I'm so glad because uh, I was I got to talk to Benjamin Albright in one of these spaces, and I was so – I wouldn't say I was clowning him, but I was just pissed because he's like, y'all have no chance. I'm sorry. You're out. Like, there's nothing. And I'm like, Ben, do you not see our roster? Like, I understand he wants to go home or whatever, doesn't want to play in the cold, but to sit here and say we have no chance – The victory lap that all of us took on him
0: after the trade went through was phenomenal. It was was awesome. All right, we'll get you right back into the conversation here in just a minute. But before we do college basketball fans, make sure you join in on the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everybody can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. That's for the Pigskin Podcast Network. And make sure you're watching us, checking out our show and all the other NFL podcasts over at the Pigskin Podcast Network. So use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any college hoops team to win, and you can get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now back to the conversation.
2: Well, um, I guess I had a couple other things as far as not necessarily Browns. So, and I didn't tell you about this. Some underrated signings, I think, you know, in our division and around the league, I wanted to talk about real quick. What do you think about the Steelers signing Trubisky? (sighs) Uh,
3: Um... You know, it's kind of interesting, right? Because Steelers fans' take on Trubisky is, oh, we just massively improved the quarterback position. And I'm like, all right, you just got Baker Mayfield. Um, But okay. So it's like, I think he'll be decent. I don't think he'll be good. You know, it's kind of hard. I, I just... I can't really give you an exact answer, but I don't think he'll be good. I don't think he'll be awful. He'll be mediocre to bad. You know what I'm saying? Kind of in that middle, upper, bad range. But I'm I'm happy he got a second chance. You know, I definitely think that he deserved a second chance.
2: I think it's an underrated signing for the Steelers as far as – they're kind of where we were, um, you know, when we were bringing Baker. And as far as if they were – a playoff team with decrepit Big Ben, they're, they're not going to be worse with a younger, mobile Mitch Trubisky. So yeah. I, th- I think it's really – it's no risk, high reward for them. If he comes in and he sucks, they, they didn't give him a long contract and they didn't give him that much money. And if he's good, well, now they got a quarterback on the cheap. And um, they should also
3: yep. consider drafting one as well, in my yeah. opinion.
2: I, I, I agree. And then another signing that I think is kind of going under the radar – and I think me and Josh might have talked about this, but I think Juju signing with the Chiefs is a very big signing.
3: Yeah, I think Juju is definitely similar to Odell in the terms of he's a way better number two than a number one. I I hate it for the off-the-field stuff uh, because you know that Jackson and Juju are going to be together <laughs> like a – DX tag team I mean you're just going to see him every week but I I think in terms of on the field it's really nice because when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill right who's a completely different style of receiver um, you know they, went, they were going after Landry potentially that came out when he was released um, I think Juju's a much better fit in terms of on the field. It'll be interesting to see how good he becomes um, and if he can compare it to, like, when he played with A.B. But the off-the-field stuff's going to be hilarious to watch.
2: <laughs> I think it's – I think he's going to blow up. I really do. I think – because he's not – he's going there, and he's not even going there as a number two in reality. He's, he's going there, and he's going to be a number three because there's Hill and then people – he's people are going to still be more concerned with Kelsey he's yep, going to cool. be I mean he's gonna be wide open a lot a lot and we've seen the way he can produce when he's going against you know the, the team's second best corner you know third best corner not getting double teamed plus he's going from playing with a big Ben who couldn't throw the ball 10 yards to Patrick Mahomes who can throw the ball the whole length of the football field um so to me that it's kind of scary I think I think that's going to really change their offense. This whole time they've been really good. It's been Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes. It's been in, you know, and then teams have kind of figured out like, well, if we bracket these guys and don't give up the big play, we make it tougher on them. And they they were still in the AFC championship game. Um, I think this adds an element to their offense that's going to make them way tougher to defend. So that was one of the signings I thought was was pretty underrated. And then the last one I'm going to ask.
3: Miles Jack, that's what I'm scared about. Mm.
2: Yeah. Anytime the Steelers make a defensive addition, I just know it's gonna haunt the Browns for the next, you know, yeah. ten years. So I've just I've just come to grips with that. Um and then lastly, what do you think about uh the Raiders? They've made some pretty big moves. Um obviously adding Devontae Adams.
3: Yeah, the Raiders are an interesting one, right? Because you saw the Broncos go out and trade for Russ. That was an obvious And then it's like, all right, we'll see what happens from here. And then all of a sudden, Cleo Mack is a Charger. And it's like, what? Okay. Now you got Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack. And then J.C. Jackson goes to the Chargers. And it's like, okay, this division is ridiculous. And I had thought that Devontae would be a Raider just because they'd been flirting with it for so long, it felt felt like. Um, but after Aaron Rodgers resigned, I thought, okay, Devontae will play another year. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, you know, there he is. I think the Raiders will be a good team. I think they'll finish last in that division, though. Um, You know, and it's not because they won't be good. I just think they're not really complete. I know their edges are great. Um, You know, and like you said, they went out and made a couple other moves. But in terms of competing with Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes and what they've built, it's great to build a team like they are. But in that division, they're not up to that level yet. So, I mean, good for the Raiders but it kind of sucks that you're
2: stuck in that AFC West. It's that's the tough part, man, because I, I really think with their additions, if Josh McCown can coach just a little bit, they're going to be tough. They're going to be super tough. And my only hope is that division, they just all beat up on each other. Yes. Because, that was you know. the ideal. Um, but there's the same thing. I think people are probably saying about the AFC North. I think outside the AFC West, AFC North is probably the next best division. um, so it's the the AFC in general is just going to be it's going to be tough. It's going it sucks. It sucks that the Browns chose this like 5-year window to be good um because so did every other AFC team. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah that's but, why we had to get the
3: quarterback. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say I'm, I'm I've got no fear in any game. No fear because I know our guy can get it done just like Mahomes, just like Allen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win every game and be undefeated every year. That's not what I'm saying. But when you have a guy like this, you don't have to worry about it. We don't have to sit there and worry about Deshaun Watson pump-faking 500 times, not stepping <laughs> up in the pocket and getting sacked or throwing a pick when he has a guy wide open in front of him. Like, it's just not happening anymore.
2: So I will say I'm, I, I spent a lot of the last couple of years before every Browns game being like, hopefully this is a game that Baker plays well. Yeah. You, know, like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean And now I don't have The concern anymore I know coming in I think we got a Puncher's chance No matter what happens We're, we're gonna have a shot So I, I feel really good About the trade I know um, Some people don't Some people don't like it Because the money Some people don't like it Because the draft picks Some people don't like it Because other things I'm a fan It took You know we had to get the guy, and now we got him. We got our roster. We kept our roster intact. And I, I don't think the Browns are done. I, I think mm-hmm. that we are still going to make moves. This team, as it stands today, is not the team we're going to have come day one. Um, Andrew Barry, he's he's always got something planned.
3: Yeah, I think uh, just quick because I know we'll probably be wrapping up here soon. I just want to say this: I think that Jadavion Clowney will come back. I think watch out for Akeem Hicks. I know that you don't really spend a lot of money at D tackle in this front office, but Akeem Hicks. You know, it's kind of weird, right? Normally, we compare draft um, players to current players. If I had to compare Akeem Hicks to a guy who could be in the, or who is in the draft this year, he reminds me of like a proven Jordan Davis, like a guy who's just massive and a game wrecker. Um, so, I, I think that the Bears cutting him was probably not expected. Um, Obviously, we're not Bears fans, so I I can't tell you, but I think that's a signing that's going to happen. So I'm looking at Clowney, Hicks, Fuller for sure, and then a draft pick at wide receiver at least will be the moves that um, I'm expecting. Now, safety is one to look out for too. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and they got a third safety who's kind of a hybrid guy. I got my fingers crossed on Peppers. Don't know if he would come back or what. Uh, you know, the contract would be, but I would like to see that. But we'll see. Anything's better than Ronnie Harrison at this point.
2: (laughs) Harrison definitely didn't. He did, he played well for a couple years. Last year was a little bit of a letdown. Um, anything you want to add, Josh? Um,
0: nope. I I, I think that kind of Derek, I just appreciate you coming on. I mean, you were one of the first people I thought of when this trade happened because. You know, we've talked a lot behind the scenes on, on the Patreon and everything and texting and whatnot about you know, being Baker guys. And, you know, this season was really tough to kind of, if you were being true to yourself, to watch the progression or the regression, I should say, and, and come to terms with, okay, it's yeah. not the future. It's just not the answer. And like you said earlier in the show, Blake, nothing but respect for Baker. Appreciate everything he brought to the team, to the franchise for the last four years. But it's just time to move on yeah
3: Yeah. and to everybody who said to me two three months ago when i said baker won't be back y'all can i know this isn't the after hours (laughs) but um
2: there you Uh, go listen i fought (laughs) every urge i fought every urge um Uh, to come on here and say i told you so the last couple episodes because i'm pretty sure there's i went back and watched videos of me even after the lions game saying like this guy's not going to be back next year and people gave me the writing uh, was on the wall and people I mean, gave me crap for it so but you're apparently i'm a better man than you because i haven't really tooted my I don't own last couple episodes <laughs> but
3: <laughs> you know i it's just quickly i tweeted this out you know deshaun watson's known for the arrow celebration right where he yeah. goes like that um, mm-hmm. That was really embarrassing. I don't know why I did that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so I tweeted a great out, imitation. I said um, that was the final arrow, but in the heart of the Baker Defenders, and it's like <laughs> that's when it died. So, I don't care. You, you're gonna you're not gonna clown me for months and not get some uh, backlash from me. So <laughs> it is. Oh it is. man
2: all right well we'll wrap this up uh i'm sure we all got important business to take care of here in the middle of the day um we uh we just want to do this midweek episode for you guys um it's just too much stuff going on to wait a whole week and a half before we put out another episode um we wanted to get Derek slots i was happy to be able to jump in and do one more episode i swear this will be the last episode i probably do for a, a couple of weeks now because <laughs> are no you naming your happens, kid baker Uh, No, I am not. (laughs) Uh, But the kid's going to be here Friday at the latest. So this will be my last episode for a few weeks. Um, The other guys should be on here, though. We're working with them. To match up their schedules. Uh so don't leave us. I know you guys all come here to watch me, but I'll be back, I swear. <laughs> uh uh thanks for checking out this episode. Thanks for making the live. Uh when we did that a few days ago. That was a huge success. We really appreciated that. Um that was the biggest thing we've done in a while. And again, thanks to everybody who's checking us out on all our platforms. Um the TikTok thing is kind of blown up the last month. We didn't really see that coming. It kind of came out yeah. of the blue. So we really appreciate everybody doing that for us. Um, Go check
3: out Blake's OnlyFans.
2: Yeah, Hey, I'm just saying I I show a little skin, but that's how you have to do it to get views on TikTok. Just a Uh, tease. So make sure you guys go check us out on there. um, Me and my cleavage. And uh, (laughs) we'll see you guys sometime in the near future. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and jointhedogs.com.